You know, Amy doesn't actually listen to this podcast, and I record these intros separately, so uh, Amy smells. Hello, bullshitters, and welcome to 2019 on Running is Bullshit. I'm Amy Genders. And I'm Stuart Harding. Uh, this is our first episode of the year because Amy was ill, so it's been a bit delayed. Not just because I was ill. Mostly because of that. Yeah, that's fair to be honest. Yeah, it's mostly because I'm ill. I'm still kind of a bit ill, so if you hear like some snotty like sniffing and a bit of coughing, it all adds to the ambiance. Oh, it's going to be a lovely one today. We've also got Liz here with us today. Hello. Hello, Liz. Um, Liz is also snotty. Yeah. So it's going to be, it could potentially be a disgusting podcast. I apologise for anyone listening with like in-ear headphones. It could get nasty. Snotcast. It's a snotcast. It's not, <laughs> it's not, yeah. Interesting news, Amy. We've got t-shirts. Hey! They've gone down quite well. Yeah, but just t-shirts for us. <laughs> yeah, just t-shirts for us. No one else can have t-shirts. You can look at us in them. <laughs> yes. Um, and I would have posted a photo of you in your t-shirt, but I didn't bring it for you. No. Because I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. So you should have really cycled all the way back home, got it, and cycled back. I could but... have done. Or you could have come to my house. You know, we've done eight episodes now, and I keep coming to you. I'm a bit scared to go to your house, because every time you're like, no, no, we should do it here. Like, like you're just... hiding like a body or something there. <laughs> Well, it's not just that. Well, I've got a car and a bike, so it's easier for me to get to you. So I just assume that. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to make it easy for you. Oh, thank you. Because, so considerate. Because you don't put in much effort, to be <laughs> honest. So I kind of have to make it as easy as possible. That's true. Like, if I had to come to your house, I definitely wouldn't read the show notes. Because no. there'd be no time. Because I do this literally half an hour before you turn up. Yeah. So there might be some t-shirts for people eventually. I'm just trying to work out how to do it. Again, I'll do that. Not Amy. Don't worry about it. You don't, <laughs> don't fuss yourself about it. But if you would if you would fancy a t-shirt, like, take a look at what they look like when we're wearing them. And just let us know on social media. Because it'd be good for us to know what the demand would be for that whether it's worth bothering with yeah feedback what they look like uh, if the design could change whatever all that kind of thing as well also find news more than a thousand downloads now hey that's pretty good we're famous pretty famous that's a thousand I don't know how look at us now Bobby yeah we exactly we our podcast on iTunes thousand downloads well, I assume like seven of those are Bobby. Yeah, eight, eight now, obviously. On different like accounts and different computers. Yeah, well, no, I assume she'd listen to each episode. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. so. Yeah, you can drop us a line, Bobby, to let us know how you are. She hasn't yet, has she? Hasn't gone back. back no, in touch. no, we really we need some feedback from Bobby yeah. because I'm every night before I go to sleep, I'm like, what does Bobby think of yeah. a podcast? It keeps me awake. I mean, she probably sees a lot of podcasts go through the system and she can reject them for some petty reason. So she's probably got like a, a long list to go through True. before she gets to us. So hopefully she'll get up to it eventually. So hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> you need to listen to like episode two to understand that joke. Yeah. Episode one, maybe. I can't even remember. So go back and listen. Why not? It'll be fun. Um, so, Amy, you bullshit this week. You've been ill. Is that, kind of, is that just most of your bullshit? Uh, most of my bullshit. Before that, I went on holiday. I went to lovely Lanzarote, which is a great place to run. Some amazing trails that are pretty much empty because everyone who goes to Lanzarote is going there to sit on a beach or sit around a pool. So there's some amazing trails out there. And yeah, it was just fantastic. So I had a great time there. Came back ill straight away. Like standard sort of been sat on a plane for four hours with the air recirculating. Uh, Got back to the UK. It's rainy. It's miserable, but also really ill so yeah i haven't ran in like almost two weeks now it's been pretty shit <laughs> that's pretty bad yeah i'm sorry to hear that and what's your bullshit uh the return of my ass I, I, I haven't spoken about my ass for two or three episodes now return, which I've been of, the ass, return of the ass. ass it's really bad again now uh, well, i don't know it kind of got better this week i stopped running a bit um i went to sports massage which was quite good i went swimming i've been swimming a couple of times and it's actually helped which is mm. kind of annoying because swimming's really boring 
Yeah, I hate so swimming. Boring. And that's the one thing that people say you should always yeah. do to cross train. But it has helped because I've had a sore back, so it's kind of stretched the back out nicely. We but... don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that cross training helps. I know. I'm sorry. Um, and I ran again today, and it kind of hurts again now. So I'm looking forward to ruining all my good work. Yeah. Over this weekend. Yeah. Self sabotage. Love it. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do best. Uh, we're going to move on to some. You know, we've had contacts. People have been getting in touch. It's been quite a while since the last one. There's been an extra week, thanks to you. Um, so first, of all, we're going to start with an email. Um, they say I didn't actually just realise I didn't actually write their name of who this was from. Sorry, whoever this is from. Nice. Hello, found your podcast over Christmas and binged them while running during the Christmas break. I've always been to hill walking, hiking, and my running distance has been a five k standard. In 2017 and 18, I've done nine ultras through ultrachallenges.com, but all walking them and none running. On the final ultra this year, my partner convinced me it'd be a good idea to run two next year because it would get them over and done quicker. Can't argue with that logic. And I stupidly agreed during a post-race glow. Uh, There's kind of an eye-rolling emoji there as well. (laughs) Any advice for stepping up in distance to ultras? I've managed to get to 15k comfortably so far, but on roads and not cross-country as these ultras are. Cheers. P.S. I live in Gibraltar, and until I stepped up the distance, didn't realise chafing could be as bad as it is. Mainly due to heat, I assume. It's good to know I'm not the only person with SBC. So there are a couple of layers to this. Okay, yeah. let's do the last one here. The SBC scabby butt crack. There's Gibraltar scabby butt crack. There's a friend for Holly. Yeah. They can talk about their scabby butt cracks together. <laughs> That's lovely. Support group. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is, what I don't understand, whatever your name is, because I can't really look at the email now, I'm really, really sorry. You've listened to all our podcasts, and then you've asked us for advice. That's what I find amazing about this. I find that kind of... for advice. It's kind of troubling to me. Have you emailed... Did, did they put in, dear, running is bullshit, because it may be the wrong podcast they're emailing. They may have got yeah, the wrong address. Perhaps. Well, they've said SBC. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, pretty sure that's our thing. Yeah. I don't think, like, Marathon Talk talk about that. Or yeah. anything else. So, yeah, it's um, got, like, a code for something else. Do you, do you want to give some advice for stepping up distance, Amy? Not really, but um, <laughs> because I haven't uh, run an ultra yet. The longest run I've ever done is, I think, about 14 miles. But I want to say fair play for, like, walking ultras yeah. only on five-kilometre runs. Is that That's what they said, yeah. isn't it? That their standard distance has been five kilometres. And then they've been walking ultras. That's fair play. That's bloody amazing. So I already think you're well on the way to training to running one. Um but I think you, Stuart, would be the best person to give advice having actually done an ultra. While you were talking, I just checked and it's Emma. Hi, Emma. Thanks Hi, for your Emma. email. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't, I, I don't really feel comfortable giving advice, to be honest, because I don't know anything. I'm just a guy on a podcast. So um, if anyone else, there we go. If anyone else has advice for Emma, let us know. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. And I know that um, I saw, and this is really not very useful advice at all, because I saw somewhere cool. a really good like ultra training plan, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was called right. or what sort of distances it was. But it involved, which I think is pretty standard, like at the weekend you do back to back long runs. So Saturday and Sunday you do a long, long run both days, and I think your max max distance. And this was for a fifty miler, I think. I think your max distance was about twenty five, thirty miles. It wasn't like too insane. That was your max distance. Mm. So. Um, I know there's training plans like that, that when I've looked at them, I thought, oh, that's quite achievable. That's not insane. Um, You know, even with working a full-time job and all that, it wasn't absolutely insane mileage. So maybe just like Google ultra running plans for 50 milers and you'll probably find something similar. Not very helpful. (laughs) No, but... (laughs) Just vague advice Yeah, thanks for your email. That was kind of weird, but nice. Um, We've got some tweets as well. Emma McRae. 
Uh, so just finished listening to Running as BS episode 6. Guys not wanting to get chicked is definitely a thing. Mm. But I take particular joy doing it when I'm either A, pregnant, or B, pushing a buggy. <laughs> that does sound more fun. Yeah, definitely. Both uh, at the same time. Fantastic. We spoke <laughs> last time about getting chicked, which is uh, an expression that some men use when they get beaten by a woman. They got chicked, which we find hilarious. Ridiculous. B. Roberts on Twitter also said, I love running, but since you ask, the cost of running trainers, tight IT bands, constant showering, people who run too far and too fast with no training. Absolutely all of those things. Yeah, all of those things. I mean, running trainers, yeah. I don't think I've ever bought running trainers at full price. I mean, not sponsored, but there are some websites on the internet, well-known websites, where you can get very very cheap running trainers that are like, Last year's. So if you don't mind wearing last year's colourways or whatever, then you can pick some up for 30 quid rather than 130. I like her addition there of constant showering. Like, oh, oh. God, oh, I have to shower like every day. No, uh, no oh. it's not though, is it? Because like, if I go running, like, if I'm running in the morning, fair enough, normal showering. But like, if I'm going to like run club in the evening, it's like a shower in the morning, go to work, go to run club, shower when I get back. It's just, I feel like costly in the shower, yeah. My shower is crap as well, so that does make me a bit sad. Ian Hales says, a knee injury dashed my hopes of red January, run every day January, from day one. Finally getting back on it, though just in time for my first 2019 race. Loving the podcast, can't wait for the next episode. That's That's nice. Well, that sucks, like. (laughs) Yeah, it does, yeah. Red January gone on day one. Yeah, do you just like start running and think, oh shit, my knee's just completely gone. (laughs) I, I did try and do red January, even though, if you remember last time I said I was really injured and like had to abandon a long run. So I, obviously I was injured and I did Red January. It lasted a week. Yeah. I should have stopped after maybe three days, but I thought yeah. I'd carry on because it'd be fun. No, it really hurt. That's why my ass hurts again now. Well, that's why I got my injury, my big knee injury, the injury, capital T on that, um, capital I, was doing like a run streak. It, I mean, I did do it for like four months to mm. stop and that's how my injury happened. But then I've always been very wary. I don't think, maybe I'd do a Red January um, some years down the line. But I think I'd be really sort of strict about doing like slow miles in yeah. between, you know. I think a couple of days I only did like 3k on my yeah. own. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, still yeah. really stupid and I but should have done it. I did it where I was like, right, on the days where I would normally rest, I'm just going to do a slow mile. And it ended up being like a seven, eight minute mile because I just wanted to get it done. And it was like, no, nah, that's not slow for me. So, Liz, have you been read january Um, I have, but I've also got a recurrence of a knee problem. So cool. I, got, I got until two days ago. And, okay. I, and I'd done something every day. So you've beaten us. I've, I've beaten both of you, yeah. yeah well which, is, which is a satisfying You are the yeah. superior athlete yes. in this room. I'm By doing far. not running January. <laughs> That's my challenge. <laughs> Sit on the sofa January, eat biscuits. Uh, the final comment here is from Facebook. I, oh, I can't remember how to pronounce your name now. I'm really sorry. Eigen, I think it was. Uh, Eigen? Liz is looking at it now. Don't worry. She doesn't know. <laughs> she thought she could help. She can't. Um, she says, keeping me company on long drives down the M4... Almost laughing out loud. Keep it real. Love the shit. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I loved about that comment the most. That's one of the best comments we've had. You're funny, but, but not that funny. Yeah. Thanks for your podcast. I'm almost laughing out loud. I, I breathed hard through my nose. Was... <laughs> Amazing. Oh, there was one more I found on Reddit. So we've had contact from email, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. That's all a pretty the, big all deal. All social media. Yeah. yeah. So from Give Me Cheesecake on Reddit says, I'm halfway through your podcast and I'm loving it. Please never stop. I just have one note for you. We need way more songs by Amy. Well. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's... This is also the 
doing though? What? I'm not sure that's a good idea. I mean, if it's from Reddit, so that person's probably a Nazi of some kind. So <laughs> I can adjust my songs to meet the audience. Okay. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> well, you say not right now, but you know what time it is. It's bullshit running news. This is a western like country theme. Running through cornfields, looking at chickens, thinking about news. I. Um, okay. I mean, I usually like edit out long pauses in this, but I think that one's just going to have to stay in just because it's just me and Liz looking at each other. He's blown away. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to stop, actually. <laughs> it, it is always a worry. <laughs> That'll yeah. be available on Spotify in about a week. If you want to, like, email us about genres you'd like me to sing the bullshit running music. Yeah, that'd be good. If we, anyone want to... wants to remix it of some way. Yeah, R&B. Bangra. Yeah, yeah. Bangra. <laughs> if someone wants to just make a theme for us so Amy doesn't have to do it, that'd be, <laughs> that would be the best, honestly. And if people want it. Everyone I've spoken to said they love my little jingles. I've never heard one person say, Amy, please stop. You need to just stop doing this. Amy, song. I say it every week. That doesn't count. The God. fans, the fans love it. Fine, okay. You do get all the fans as well. Exactly. Why do you think that is? You got spotted the other day as well. I got spotted. Your yeah. voice got spotted. My voice got spotted at Parkrun. They said, Are you that, you know, that woman from the podcast? I recognise your voice. I was singing at the time. I wasn't singing. <laughs> it would have been instantly recognisable if I was singing. Anyway, it's time for bullshit running news. It took a long while. Okay, first one here. Did you know guide runners for visually impaired people at the London Marathon don't get a medal, a number, or a finishing time? The RNIB are now pushing for new rules at the London Marathon following some hot debate on social media, which, as you can imagine, was extremely critical of the organisers. It seems that despite the policy of not giving out medals, this has not been enforced and volunteers have handed them out anyway. The organisers say they are aware of this, but don't police the rule. However, they are not officially considered a finisher and get no official time or recognition. After all this fuss, they are doing a rule review, which will be at the end of January. See, I don't get this, because I'm assuming, I don't even know much about guide runners, but I'm assuming they start the race with the person they're guiding and they finish it. Yes. They're not like, they don't swap out like a pacer might or anything like that. So they've run the entire thing. I don't, why would they not get a medal and a number? I don't understand. Yeah, it's very strange. behind it. And the fact is, they said in the past that people have got medals because volunteers just give them out. Which is kind of, you know, reasonable you think they'll do. But they still, they don't get a number, they don't get a time, they don't yeah. get anything to say they finished that race. I suppose the argument might be that they're not racing it themselves. So they're not going for a certain time or anything, they're, they're just assisting someone else. Yeah. But you've still covered that distance. I mean, lots of people go into races not racing it. They might yeah. be running with a friend. Like, what's the difference between that and me running with a friend? Yeah. And running at their pace? I don't, we've still covered the same distance. Yeah. I don't understand the... You know. I think one of the things they said was potentially because they haven't, paid for or qualified for it themselves if then the person they're guiding withdraws and then they'd be in the race but I thought well if that person they're guiding withdraws then they get withdrawn as well oh so they don't pay for the race no they're there as like yeah oh right I but see. even so no not that yeah again they're they're there on the line they do the yeah. whole thing with yeah. the other person okay they can take the time from the other person but they still don't get the official recognition it's a weird and thing and come on like it's how much does it cost them to make those medals in bulk? Like I think they it's, said it's like, it's about 50 people. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, exactly. So I'm it, pretty sure Virgin can splash out a few quid more and a couple extra medals and a couple of extra chips yeah. to give them a time. I don't, because that could be the argument is about resources, that they haven't paid for those resources, so they take like t-shirts or medals or whatever, but I think that's bollocks. I mean, 
It's yeah. sponsored by Virgin, you know, they're not short yeah. of a few quid, are they? No, and the people that don't run it as well, you always have like a dropout rate and all that yeah. sort of thing. So it's, yeah. So hopefully by the next uh, show, we'll have an update on that. Yeah. Uh, I think we'd have made a difference. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Virgin, they're, they're listening in, thinking, oh shit, they're onto us. We are big in the media. Bobby would have put it yeah. away. <laughs> Jasmine Paris becomes the first woman to win the 286 mile Montaigne Spine Race. This is a race from, I think, like the Peak District up mm-hmm. to somewhere terrible in Scotland. The elevation is like three times Everest. It's in the winter as well. 286 miles. Yeah, it was this week. Yeah. She shattered the record while beating all the male and the female rivals. Uh, she did it in 83 hours and 12 minutes. She slept, I think, for three of those, rested a total of seven hours. The previous record was 95 hours. The previous female record was 109 hours. And just to top it all off, she was expressing breast milk at, I think, four of the five aid stations as well. <laughs> that is proper hardcore, isn't it? Yeah, that's just, like... That was for her baby, by the way. It wasn't some sort of... Like, <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. yeah. She does have a young baby. She wasn't just, like... I don't know. That, that's a tactic now people use in, in ultras. That's why women are better at ultras than men overall, because they can produce their own nutrition while they're running. <laughs> I was going to say, would that make her more dehydrated? But... <laughs> Then you're probably thinking that was she drinking it? No, that's not. But no, but that is a consideration for women that are running. Yeah. If you're, I mean, I don't know, but if you're expressing breast milk, then surely as well, your body's having to burn calories to do yeah. that as well. So it must be harder. Like, imagine how fast she could have done it if she wasn't yeah. expressing breast milk. I don't know. Perhaps it helped. <laughs> and she had she had hallucinations in the latter stages. Said she was seeing animals everywhere and houses appearing out of the trees and things. Yeah, I think that's quite standard, isn't it, for ultras? Especially think, like because most of it was during the dark because it's like yeah. during the winter. Most of it, and you're so far up north as well. Yeah. Nah. It's weird. Like that's a normal thing. Oh, she had hallucinations. Okay, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. <laughs> she ran two hundred and eighty-six miles in eighty-three hours. Two hundred. Like, that in itself, two hundred and eighty-six miles is just insane. Yeah. Like, the the cutoff for this race was a week. <laughs> I mean, any race with the cutoff as a week is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of really long distances as well, I've just seen there's a woman from Newport. She's a Lisbury runner, I think. She's going to start and walk all of the British and Irish coast, 19,000 miles. Oh. It's going to take her three and a half years to raise 100 grand for Alzheimer's <clears throat> research. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Where do I get that gig? Was it like constantly? Like, or I think so, yeah. And... Yeah, she's like three and a half years is going to take her. Damn. That, I'd love that job. Yeah. How do I get that job? <laughs> Maybe this podcast will yeah, you know, springboard that. Someone will want me to, to piss off for three and a half years. <laughs> That'd be fine. I'll, I'll send the odd tweet just to let, let people know. <laughs> this is possibly one of my favourite stories we've done. I've spotted this, and this, this is going straight in the podcast. Runner pepper sprays dog allegedly attacking her, then gets bitten by its owner. And if you look at, <laughs> if you Google this um, this article and you look at the pictures. Like, it is a pretty gnarly bite mark as yeah, well. Yeah, you yeah. see the imprint of the Oh, yeah, this person owner. wasn't messing around. No. So, a woman trying to protect herself from an alleged dog attack instead got bitten by a human. I mean, this is not funny, but it is really funny. The incident occurred on the Goldenrod Trail at the Anthony Chabot Regional Park in Oakland, California. Of course, it's in America. The runner attempted to defend herself against a dog attack on the trail by spraying the animal with pepper spray. Straight away, you know it's American because she had pepper spray going out for a run. Going back to Amy's thing of like being in the SAS to defend yourself. Taking pepper spray with you on a run just in case. It could be worse. She could have shot the fucker in the yeah, head. Yeah, she could have. <laughs> uh, then the dog's owner approached the runner and a, and a physical altercation ensued. The dog's owner bit the runner, a police spokesman told Runner's World. The alleged bitee says she was attacked first, 
when trying to prevent the runner using pepper spray. The fact, yeah, the fact that she bit her makes me think because they've identified it's some like it's a nineteen-year-old woman, isn't mm. it? Like they, they, there was an image that they they have as well of her. The fact that she bit her made me think that the altercation must have gone along the lines of "That's not a bite. I'll show you a bite." <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of think the kind of person likely to bite someone is also the kind of person likely to have a potentially aggressive dog as well. Yeah. I think those two things marry up quite quite yeah. well. Have you ever been bitten by anyone on a run, Liz? Uh, no, but I would bite someone in a fight. So. Wow, okay. Yeah. Damn, don't yeah. start a fight, Liz. Wow, okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That went in a different direction. That's all she came on the podcast to say. Don't mess with me, because I will bite you in a fight. Yeah, so thanks very much, Liz. Thanks for coming on, Liz. <laughs> That's what we need you for. Wow, okay. Uh, this is one that Amy loves. Iron Man UK add an Iron Girl event to their Iron Man weekend, and runners are not happy. Good runners are never happy anyway. Um, Iron Man UK have announced they will be adding a new event to their Bolton Iron Man weekend called Iron Girl, a 5k fun run open to women of all abilities. It's an evening run open to women aged 16 and up and is £10 to enter. When less than 24 hours after the fuss about this, it was renamed the Iron Man Night Run and it's open to everyone, men and women. Which it should have been from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, this just astounds me. I can't believe we're now in 2019 and there's like bullshit like this still happening. Like, what the hell? Like, th- there would have been some sort of meeting about this. And uh, I can... Multiple meetings. Multiple meetings. Because it's not just like one person like is accidentally sent out a tweet that says something stupid. Yeah. Like, this is an event. I could yeah. see in the promo pictures there were t-shirts. Yeah. Like, they printed or they photoshopped. I don't know whether they actually printed these they t-shirts. They looked printed. They looked printed, yeah. didn't they? So this whole branding thing that's happened, there was like all like, and it was obviously like cursive writing and nice and soft. But didn't this. someone point out that the um, logo was like a pink butterfly? Oh... For Iron Man, you put a butterfly logo. But it's Come just on. they would have the meeting would have gone along the lines of how do we encourage more women to get involved in running and, and like good Iron meeting Man to have. Events. Yeah, brilliant. And the outcome of that was to say right, let's keep the iron, let's, yeah. but let's call it Iron Girl, yeah. not Iron Woman. No, girl, and let's like do a five k race because yeah. bless them, they can't do much more than five k women. Yeah. Those little women. I mean, their wombs will fall out and everything. If they go above 5k, yeah, like, their wombs all over. brains will overheat because it's yeah, almost too much. Yeah. That. So uh, that was the outcome. It's bizarre. Like, perfectly fine. Have a 5k event that you you open to um, to everyone. It doesn't have to be just women either. No. Like, men might want to run a 5k. Um, yeah, if you want to get more people involved, yeah. great. But yeah, make it open to everyone. But perhaps concentrate your marketing on women. Yeah, would be yeah, one yeah. way to do it. But open it for everyone, which they have now. Yeah. Because there's other ways of concentrating your marketing on women, you yeah. know? There's other ways of addressing women rather than calling them girls and saying, you know what, if you're a woman, you know what you'd love? A 5K race. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry about that Iron Man race. You let the men worry about that. You're too busy cooking to be training anyway. You just don't worry your pretty little heads about it. I was thinking there are kind of various things in sport to get more women involved that do use girl and girls. Like mm. this girl can think of that. But that's yeah. come from women. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, that's come from them. So uh, that yeah. kind of works. And the whole context of that as well is about um, thinking about how from an early age girls yeah. are encouraged not to participate in sport and things like that. So yeah. you're saying, yeah. Even though you are a girl, you were a girl, you're a woman, you can still participate in sports. Yeah, because Iron Girl was only actually open to women above the age of 16. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I saw is... a tweet that was like, okay, so you're calling it Iron Girl, but it's only open to women over 16, so who are you addressing this to? Yeah. So, I, but a lot of the other tweets defending it were like, um, mainly coming from men, to be fair. Oh, yes. We're saying, um, oh, it's just a way to encourage more women to get into sports and all this. Yeah. And like, 
no, no, no. Good intention, bad marketing. Yep. <laughs> and it's gone through a number of people, shows there probably are not many women on the board and the management and the comms team. Yeah. I would yeah, suggest. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, can you imagine like a 5K for adult men being called Iron Boy? Yeah. I don't think that would work. No. They would ne- never do that. A good superhero name though. Iron Boy. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. Oh, Iron Girl. Because superhero name. Iron Girl. Yeah, but it would have to come from them. They wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't kind of have an organisation calling them that. That would be the origin story. They ran a 5K and then suddenly they're uh, a yeah. superhero. <laughs> if anyone's become a superhero, please get in touch with the show. <laughs> but as we said, they did do that in less than 24 hours. They renamed it, rebranded it, um, and opened it up to everyone, which is great. Our final story for this show is kind of bad news for us, Amy. Oh. Uh, a new study confirms the importance of mind over matter. Uh, researchers tested volunteers for a specific gene known to affect exercise capacity and they then measured a series of exercises. The, the volunteers came back a week later. They were randomly assigned a high genetic risk for poor exercise capacity or a low genetic risk. So they were told either you've got good genes or you've got bad genes. Uh, they then did the same tests as before. The group who had been told they had poor capacity did worse than before and those told they had good genes performed better. So the bottom line is, while the chances are you don't know your own status of this gene, even thinking you're predisposed to poor fitness and poor genes, uh, so if you've always struggled to keep up with people, or you come from an unathletic family, it makes your performance worse. Mm. Which is kind of annoying, because we've got a podcast called Running is Bullshit, and we complain about everything. Yeah. And it's actually now kind of scientifically proven that's a bad thing. Yeah, don't listen to this podcast when you're running, or no. if you're a runner, or if you want to run, or... Or really, just don't take it seriously. No. <laughs> like Emma from Gibraltar did. Bizarrely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Emma. Oh, Emma, bless you. <laughs> so, yeah, bad news for us, but good news for other people, I guess, is kind of don't put yourself down. Mm. Uh, actually, Liz, you, you, were, you were told off about that. I was told off about that earlier today, actually. Earlier today? Uh, uh, earlier today, this morning, yes. How topical. How topical. When I said to somebody, oh, I'm doing the London Marathon, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, yeah. So straight away, you kind of... Straight away, I put myself down. Aww. A lot of people do as well. A lot of runners do. You know, you straight away, it's like, oh, if you ask someone to run with you, you're like, oh, well, I'm not very fast. I might not be able to keep up. And already it's just like negative self-talk. When really yeah. you say, oh, I normally run at like an 11-minute mile or a 10-minute mile. That's all you have to say, rather mm. than this whole like negative spiel that goes along with it about, oh, it's very slow or whatever. Yeah, I find a lot of people do that when they kind of first want to join our club because I answer the emails for our club. So I see a lot of the messages come to us first and people always kind of almost apologetic mm. oh is it alright if I do this am I going to be quick enough I'm like yeah absolutely there's, mm. you know, yeah. there's virtually no one would ever turn away because they're too slow because you know that's just how we are and you know it says all over our website that's absolutely fine but people mm. still feel they kind of because it's a club they get a bit scared of it which I understand but it's kind of yeah be positive but listen to the podcast as, <laughs> as well I just shouldn't have included this really should I no this is bad marketing on our part self-sabotage really yeah iron podcast Um, before we move on to our guest we've talked to Liz a little bit Um, Amy what tea did we have today? oh this is one of my teas which I don't really keep the labels on so Mm. it was like green tea and goji berry and um, acai uh, with it as well so yeah it was nice yeah it's pretty good good tea for you Liz yeah it's nice very pleasant do you remember when goji berries were like the massive thing they were like the ultimate superfood and everyone's eating goji berries all the time yeah and what's it at the moment stuff like turmeric and stuff like that at the moment. Yeah, it's a lot of that. <laughs> That's in vogue. Coconut oil's on the way out now, isn't it, I think? Yeah. I think people now realise it's just another type of oil. Yeah. It's good to keep up with these trends, though. It's always fun. <laughs> well, do we get any messages about tea? Has anyone told us what they're drinking? Uh, no, but I think if we just carry on talking about it, eventually it'll happen. Please, if you're drinking a certain sort of tea, 
I would love to hear about. I don't know about yeah. anyone else, but I'm interested. So email me your tea, your, your top teas. <laughs> top teas. Amy, do you have like a guest uh, jingle? You see, I can't do too many jingles a podcast. It's just too much. I'm just saying if you had something, if you'd been thinking about anything and, you know, all these weeks you've had off to prepare. <laughs> yeah. <perhaps laughs> Assuming I actually prepare anything, even with weeks off. I don't think about this podcast until literally 10 minutes before you do. Dude. <laughs> Um, oh shit that's that thing I do isn't it oh yeah Uh, um, but you know what I can just freestyle it I thought that's usually how you're best yeah yeah. in all aspects of my life really so um, it's the running is bullshit guest Liz Reese she's a runner (laughs) and she has like a really famous tweet (laughs) that was amazing thank Thank you you. So there we go. I don't even need to introduce you now. You're Liz Reese and you've got a famous tweet. That's all I've got. Just a famous tweet. Nothing else. Liz, tell us about your famous tweet. <laughs> okay, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I went out for a run. Just a short run. Um, and I ran past a group of teenagers at a bus stop um, who sniggered as I ran past and uh, used the word fat. So I carried on and then I stopped and I thought, right, shall I, shall I go back a different way? Um, decided, no, I'm going to go past them and I'm going to confront them. So I went past, went back the way I came, but they'd gone. They'd actually got on the bus, I guess. So I got home and um, I, I didn't feel um, upset by it, but I thought, this, you know, it's not fair. So I just put a tweet out and uh, explained what had happened. And then it got something crazy, like 1,800 likes. And, you know, I'm just a normal Twitter user. I'm not... I do follow a few runners and, and things and it just sort of got retweeted and then people were commenting and it just sort of spiralled really so which was great initially but it, <laughs> I don't know I'm not on social media for the fame so I did feel a little bit weird yeah um, did you say in the end it had like 100,000 impressions or something I think well you told me that yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to get that information you had to tell you've me you've got to you've got to know these things <laughs> it's all important so like yeah. 100,000 people saw that tweet I think so yeah that's yeah. amazing um, I think it said didn't it say like um, 2016 Liz would have stayed at home and cried yes, yes. 2018 Liz turned around to tell them to fuck off yes I forgot that bit. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was the... Which I would have. I mean, if, if that had happened when I just started running, doing Couch to 5K in 2016, mm. I, I would have been really upset by that. Yeah. But, you know, you... I don't know. You, you get tougher, I think. Yeah. And running is really good for your confidence. And um, yeah, I just thought, how dare they say that to me? And, you know, and they could say it to someone else who really, really could could yeah. get very upset by that. Well, 2016, lots of women, especially, you know, feel very self-conscious when they're out running. That's the thing we most often hear, like, run club, is that, especially from women, that they don't want to run on their own, not because they feel unsafe, but more because they don't feel confident. Yeah. And they feel like someone might shout something. or And yeah, when we're running in a group, people shout things or beep their cars. But mm. when you're in a group, you feel a bit safer and it's, you know, less mm. attention on you. So I think that's a just, fear and a concern a lot of women have. Yeah, yeah it's just solidarity, I think, isn't mm. it? And I think, I think people are less likely to... There's types of people who shout this stuff are less likely to if there's a group of you. Mm. Whereas if you're sort of one person on your own... And the type yeah. of people we run with as well are the kind of people that will answer them back as yes. well. That's happened yeah. a few and times. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun when that happens. Yeah, but I think even when you're on your own, if you can turn around and tell them to fuck off or say something, I think a lot of them, especially like if it's teenagers who are really just showing off, aren't they? That's yeah. all they're doing. Yeah, just being idiots and showing off. If if you got one of them on their own, they wouldn't say that. So if you can turn around, sometimes it can take them aback, and they're yeah. like, oh, right. <laughs> Uh, or challenge them to see how long they can run for. That yeah, yeah, so, been... you know, see how long you can keep up with yeah. me for. Yeah. yeah, I was like that when there's like a group of them, they start running alongside you, like, oh, look at me, I'm a runner, and they do like 100 yards. You're like, is that it? 
That, that, that's all you can do is it good for you you're, you're really clever I did have one evening when I was running back from a run club on my own and there was a group of like teenage lads on like bikes and stuff and they were coming up and I thought oh god they're going to say something as I go by but one just went come on love keep going like that would be like really like come on keep going you're doing fine like that I was like oh <laughs> that was yeah. surprising thank you youth I've got to say 99% of the comments that I get when I'm running are just Hello, you know, nice. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Well done. Keep going, or you know, comments about weather from fellow runners mm. and yeah. and you know people who I would term kind of proper runners who mm. clearly are, are very fit and very good at running. Um, even they sort of make conversation as they as they run past me. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. which is really good, and I think that that really shows how nice the running community is. So, but it's only the tiny, tiny percentage mm. of people, and you you know you find that if, people are dicks, aren't they? Yeah. But it's, l- luckily, it's no. Not that many people. That's because everyone has that story, though, yes. don't they? Yes, yeah. and that's the one you kind of remember. You don't yeah. remember if people just say, you know, evening, yeah. or, or you know, can't believe we're running in this weather or yeah. something. You don't, you don't remember that mm. as much as you do if someone says, "Oh, facto," or you know, yeah. "Oh, look at you," and you remember that because it it, it hurts. You yeah. Know, so. Mm. Okay, so tell us about 2016, Liz. Right. So you started. Couch to 5k. I did. So I started... Only three years ago, actually. It seems, yes, I don't know, it, it seems longer to me. It does. Well, I actually did... Um, I did used to run a little bit with a friend of mine who was, who was a really good runner. And then I entered the Cardiff Half Marathon in 2005, which I had no idea about training or distance or anything. And I love I, how many people do that. <laughs> yeah. I just do. It looks like a laugh. <laughs> I'd literally probably run about four miles mm. in total, you know, but I, yeah, so I ended up walking all of it. I sat down in Butte Park, you know, and then I didn't run after that yeah. uh, at all. And then 2016, so I had a sort of mental health diagnosis, actually, which is really why I started running. Um, most people assume it was for sort of weight loss, fitness reasons, but but that wasn't the, the driving force, really. So I did Couch to 5K and, um, yeah, it was it was absolutely brilliant. It's a fantastic programme. But, yeah, it was, it was proper scary because mm. I didn't know anybody at all and I turned up at um, Grangemore Park Run. Where the session was, and it was, yeah, it was pouring with rain. I didn't have the right kit. I didn't know anybody. But yeah, I, I think I went to every single session then for the nine yeah. weeks, made myself go. And I've had various injuries and illnesses along the way. So yeah, I've actually, I think, done it three times now, the Couch to 5K programme. But, um, but the thing great. is now, along with someone that you did that Couch to 5K with originally, you and her now run Couch yes. to 5K yes. for our club. Yes, we do. Uh, along with Amy as well. Don't yeah, forget Amy. well, Amy's there. <laughs> A couple of times, I think and, she was there. And yeah. the lovely Ruth Roberts, yes. Yeah. So, so I met Ruth uh, doing Couch to 5K in 2016. Um, so we've just finished the second, mm. well, in September now, actually, yeah. we finished the second Coach to 5K programme um, this year. Uh, we've done really well with mm. that. Um, met some really lovely people, people who say that they wouldn't have started running on their own yeah. or that they've tried Coach to 5K just doing it off the app on their own and sort of gave up halfway mm. through. So I think it's really, really important that, that running clubs can do the programme if they mm. can mm. and get people from, you know, all backgrounds involved in running. I think as well it gives people the opportunity to get a taste of the running community yeah. because we've talked about this a few times on the podcast some people think that people in the running community are really elite or are going to look down on you if you're a certain body shape or if um you're a certain speed or whatever that they're gonna you know if you you're, if you don't look like the runners look at the olympics or mo farrell or whatever then people are going to look down on you but so i think couch 5k is really great because you if you're engaging with a run club, you can see there's all different sorts of people, all different speeds, and that actually most runners are really friendly on the whole. Mm-hmm. I think um, Park Run's done mm. a massive amount, though, mm. um, for changing people's perceptions of runners or joggers or walkers, whatever 
you know, and, and I do think because that's so big now, I mean, it's maf- massive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think that has really changed people's perceptions of yeah. of what a runner should look like. Well, I really like that. They've kind of changed, they're changing focus now really to stop being like a running event and more being a health event. Yeah. I think people mm-hmm. said now, if they started Park Run today with the same mindset, it perhaps it wouldn't even be called Park Run. It would, yeah. Because their their whole thing now is happier, healthier planet, which apparently they're saying all the time. And that's their real focus now is to get people active and healthy rather than making people run. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, I love to see the fast people. I, I think it's brilliant. And I, you know, the, mm. the record recently at Cardiff, I just thought, oh my God, that's absolutely yeah. amazing. I would love to have seen that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, it, getting people active and, you know, it's, it's a cliche, but off the sofa. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you, if you walk it. I walked it on Christmas day, you know, I was, uh, yeah. well, I ran a little bit and walked most of it, but I had a brilliant time and, you know, it's great. It's, it's mm. a, it's a fantastic event. I think we're mm. very lucky to have it. And it shows that it reflects that people run for different reasons, but also everyone can run. So certain people like me, I'm never going to be particularly fast. I'm never going to win park run. No matter how hard I train, I'm never going to be first woman at park run. But that's okay. That's I, I like distance. I like So anyone can run and you'll find your own sort of thing that you enjoy about running, whether that's the community, whether that's doing distance, or whether that is doing speed. I think that's important as well. I think I actually um, enjoy coming last as well. Mm. Which, <laughs> so when I started running, um, and then when I started entering races, I was really paranoid that, oh my God, I'm going to get disqualified. I'm going to be too slow. I'm going to be, keep, be uh, people will be waiting for me to finish mm. and wasting their time. Whereas now I finished last in several races, as you know. The most recent of which was last weekend when I, I came last. Well done. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> and I just think it's brilliant because you get a massive, massive amount of support. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I really don't mind coming last at all. Mm. And when people say it to me, you know, oh, no, I can't I can't enter this because I might come last. I'm like, no, do it. Yeah. It's the best yeah, thing yeah. ever. You get cheered like you're Paula Radcliffe or Mo Farah. Yeah. It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you see there was amazing, I can't remember if it was a marathon or a half marathon. Someone came in dead last, but... The street was absolutely yes, solid I've with fans. That. They had like trucks and everything behind there. I think they had all kinds of things going on. They had lights and music and everything. And this person got a bigger cheer. I think yeah. it's like the Rotterdam Half Marathon, something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's just amazing, this video. The amount of uh, kind of... Because uh, they're just like walking on. Like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> it's so good. It's, yeah, I love that. I, I was a, a smaller version of that was at the Fission uh, 2020 race yeah. last year when I did the 20K. And um, I was last by about half an hour. <laughs> And uh, the, honestly, people were just stopping as, yeah. as they were walking back out of the uh, the sort of event village. People mm-hmm. were just stopping and cheering. And I was completely overwhelmed by it. But, you know, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Mm. I like that race because I saw you halfway around. I was doing yes. the 20 miles. And I saw you kind of come past towards finishing and just stopped to give you a big hug. Because yes. I really needed that day. Yes. It was an awful race. Yeah, I saw so many people that I knew. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. there. Like, oh. That's why you last Liz. Keep yes. stopping. Like, stop and hug people. Yeah, yeah you can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I really needed it that day. Yes. It was really useful. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, no, it's it's a good one. So, what's your what's your favourite race been? Oh, my favourite. That do you know that probably is my favourite race. Really? Um, because <laughs> I mean, the weather was atrocious and the roads had all flooded, so it took yeah. ages to get to the event because the roads were flooded. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, people were trying to creep round the sides to get to the start. I know you went on a on a van or something. Yeah, didn't I you? hopped on the back of a brewery I just, van. I yeah. just went straight through the middle of the road, splashing. My, you know, I was up to my knees in water, and I just thought this is going to be brilliant. And I just really enjoyed it. Um, okay. I don't know why. There's there's some, you know, some races you absolutely hate, like the Cardiff Bay 10K. I've done that mm. for two years, and I just hated it. It's a great race. Yeah. It's a great medal. It's a great atmosphere. 
course, there's always nice weather. Yeah. I hated it both years <laughs> I've done it. It's just been a crap race for me. Yeah, um, same. I think the heat and the crowdedness yeah. doesn't I, I don't know, I just, just didn't enjoy it. Mm. I did, I suppose, enjoy Dubrovnik 5K. Yeah. Because it was boiling hot and just this whole start and finish in the in the old town was amazing. Yes. Um, but I do tend to enjoy most races that I do, although I don't think I enjoy it at the time. And then I finish and I go, oh my God, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> but during it, I'm just yeah. absolutely hating it. And Dubrovnik, you got the best ever photo as well. I've got, oh yes, that is, that that is, is a good such photo. such a good photo. And do you know, I was, I was on my own. It was very hilly. It was very hot, which yeah. I, I don't get on well in the heat. And... Um, I don't know. They just they, I saw the photographer, so I did thumbs up sign, and I just yeah. look incredibly happy. Yeah. So the, it, it's it's quite funny because I really wasn't. Yeah, you're quite unlucky <laughs> on that course because we did the half marathon, and like the first k, the first few kilometers is over a hill, and then we're out and back, and then over the hill again. But you just did the hill and back, yes. basically. Yeah, it was horrific. <sighs> That's tough. It was horrific. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hate hills, but I do yeah. them. <laughs> I, well, I loved it, Dubrovnik. When I got to that stage on the way back, a few k out, because it was absolutely baking hot, and I was actually running really hard because everyone else just like hated it and was just taking it easy. But I thought oh, I actually really enjoyed this. I kind of ran it really hard, and so the people there were jugs of water. So I was like, yeah, yeah, in the face, in the face. And so I just got a liter of cold water. <laughs> Waterboarding yeah, stop, stop, stop being able to breathe. And I got to the next person. I was like, on the head. So I got one down the head and ran down my back as well. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. It was so nice. Absolutely soaking wet. It was yeah. I finished though, but it's it's just what I needed. Race. It's a good race. I probably should mention the Lisbon Half Marathon as well, where um, oh, yeah. I got disqualified for being too slow, um, <sighs> which I was absolutely distraught about. What well, was um, the cutoff point for that though? I can't, I can't remember, but it was a, it was a really warm day. Yeah. It had been yeah, nice were. running weather, and then on yeah. the day of the race, it was really, really hot. And you know, I trained and everything, and but the heat just killed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we, yeah, we got told to stop. So we did actually get a medal because there was a seven k, I think. Yeah. So we got the medal for that. Okay. But I was so upset. But how so, far did you had you had run? Eight miles. Okay. Oh, yeah. So um, I actually went out. I just had to do it. I went out on the following day on the Monday and yeah. ran five miles yeah. from Lisbon oh, because I just needed to do it that for myself. Yeah. Um, and to say that I'd run a half marathon in, in Lisbon. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't on the same day, but people don't have to know. Well, everyone knows now. But but that, that is just the perfect to reaction yes. to go out and just do yeah. another five mile. Well, fuck them, they're not going to let me do the last yeah. five miles. But I've heard that like about other races where people have travelled to races, it's been cancelled because of weather. I think like one of the Disneyland or Disney World races was cancelled because there was like a huge storm coming, and people just went out and they ran up and down the street until they covered like a marathon distance oh. in the rain because they're like I've come here, I'm going to run a marathon, I don't care, and they just yeah. ran it. Yeah. I think some of the city halves I see, they do have some fairly strict cutoffs, don't they? Like I've seen like two and a half hours sometimes, yeah, um, two and a quarter hours, I, which is a bit tough. The thing is, is, I am a very slow runner, as you know, um, and I do understand that at the end of the day, they, they've got to reopen roads. If there's volunteers, they need mm. to get home. If there's staff, they've got to pay them. I do get that. But some of the cutoffs are very, very unfair, yeah. I think. Um, so I'm doing Vienna half in April, and the cutoff for that is three hours. Um, but you can walk, it says you can walk on the pavement afterwards, you yeah. know, it's just the roads will be open, but you right. can carry on. Okay. Um, That's fair enough. Yeah, which yeah. was one of the reasons I entered that and not the 10k the day before, because I thought, actually, I'm going to be longer than three hours, but it's okay, because I can still finish. Yeah, so. you can just walk on the pavement, run on the pavement. If I get disqualified this time, then there may be, I might have to bite someone. Yes. <laughs> please, please don't, please don't bite people. Please don't say that you told us that because we're some way liable now. Yes, yes you've yeah. had the warning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you find the most bullshit thing about running is? 
the most bullshit thing about running. There's a lot, isn't there? I can there see you thinking that. There's cause... loads. There's loads of things. So I'm coming at, at this as 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 a chubby runner. So I always say, you know, I'm a chubby runner, a fat runner, whatever, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of things associated with being overweight and running. Mm. Um, and I don't think unless people have been overweight I don't think they quite understand the impact Mm -hmm. and how hard it is I mean running is hard for everybody but if you're carrying that excess bulk it's a lot harder on your feet it's a lot harder on your ankles on your knees it's a lot harder on your boobs um you know it's hard it it is hard when when you're carrying excess weight around um so I hate that obviously get hotter a lot quicker Mm -hmm. as I said I don't like the heat and do people Um, like assume you're running to lose weight as well yeah that's what I was gonna say is it like (laughs) more is is it is that the hard bit or is it the attitudes and other people um, that's the hard bit or is it kind of they're both bullshit it's it's a bit of both i mean uh, uh, there's there's a, a woman i know through running who mentions my weight every single time she sees me really yeah how rude <laughs> well i mean in her defense like her heart's in the right place yeah. um but and you know it's water off a duck's back. What, um, what did but, she say though? Like, what did she... well, she says, "Oh, you've lost weight, haven't you?" And I'm like, oh, "No, God. I haven't. I haven't been running for five months. I clearly have put weight on. I haven't lost any weight." Um, you should you start know. commenting on her weight. Oh, you put a bit on. You've lost a bit. Like... <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you're looking a bit ugly today. You got ugly. You're ill. You look tired. Like... Um, yeah, so so there's lots of things associated with with uh, being an overweight runner. Um, kit is one of them. It's really hard mm. to get running kit because a lot of the places, the cheap, certainly the cheaper places, when you first start running, um, you don't want to spend too much money, um, and you you know you can't get uh, or not when I started anyway. I think it's better now. You can get places like Asda. You can get mm. sort of cheaper um, leggings and things. But the, <laughs> I've discovered don't buy cheap leggings because they will fall down and show your ass halfway around Rose Park Lake. Or which go has see, happened to me you know, before. Or go see through. Or... I thought that was a very specific yes. example. Yeah, a very there. specific example there. Okay. Um, always buy leggings with a G string. With a G string. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> with a drawstring. <laughs> oh, moving into running his bullshit after dark. <laughs> The X-rated for adults only. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, which is one of the reasons, actually, with kits, I think it's really great that Parkrun's got now a separate company doing... Um, yeah, Contra. Uh, I was going to say, have you, have you seen yeah. any of their stuff? I have. I am going to get some of it. Yeah. It looks really good because it's all, you know, different sort of sizes, gender-neutral colours. Yeah. And, and and it's always um, like A to K as well, rather than small, medium, large. Yeah, yeah. but actually, then I don't know what size I'm going to be, do I? But I think so, they've actually, they do the measurements. They yeah. give you all the measurements. Unlike a lot of women's stuff, which you just have to sort of guess a lot of the time. Like, and yeah. as well, I find that women's running stuff runs small anyway. Yes, like Nike, like Nike's Jesus. tiny. Like you buy a, a small in Nike and it's small. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I'm like a medium in Nike. And you know, most runners aren't like that. Yes, no. there are some very, very petite small runners, but then there are some plus size runners as well. Nike do a plus size range now, but my argument is why do a plus size range? Just, Just do your normal yeah. range going up to bigger Just sizes. Just extend it, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there is there is a massive gap in the market, but I do think that, that some companies such as Contra are sort of um, are plugging that gap now. Yeah, because I think it's hugely important for anyone, really, but especially if you feel a bit self-conscious when you first start running, to be wearing stuff you feel confident in. Yeah, and it's funny because I used to run in um, jogging bottoms, and Mm. I was just really sort of uh, self-conscious about my chunky legs. Um, And obviously, you know me now, I'm I'm kind of famous for my very, very bright and garish, some would say, leggings. (laughs) Um, But the first time I, I sort of got enough courage to wear a pair of leggings to run club, 
um, some kid <laughs> said, shouted, run, fat, he'll run at me. And I'd literally, that was the first time I'd worn leggings. But oh, I just what thought, are the chances? I know, well, I yeah. know. Um, but I just sort of laughed it off. And, and yeah, no, so, so now I wear really, really bright leggings. I think if you've got fat legs, you've got fat legs. So what's the point? You may as yeah. well stand out and have... You're not going to hide them. No, 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 yeah. exactly. So you may as well just have really bright, funky leggings. Um, and I always get people asking me all the time, um, where, where do you get leggings from? So... If they want to send me some, that would be great. Sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't got any sponsorship yet. We're still working on that. Yeah. I say working on that. We're just asking on the podcast. We're just mentioning brands and hoping yeah. Yeah. that they say, we'll send you some if you mention us some more. Is, is this going to affect my fee or? No. Uh, no. It won't affect the fee in any way. Because there is no fee. <laughs> yeah. So you're safe. Great. So what are your plans for this year? Have you set any targets Yes, so this year I'm doing the London Marathon. Hey. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> I'm not going to be very fast. No, no one wait for me. Oh, you're probably going to finish last. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing the London Marathon um, for charity. You can sponsor me if you like. Anyone? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I, um, I have got recurrence of a slight knee injury, which means I'm taking a few days off running, so I'm really, really hoping that's okay but apart from that it's all been going to plan and I'm doing um Jeff Galloway method of run walking which is really good for um particularly overweight runners who aren't maybe that fit um because it's less chance of injury I hear um, that's fantastic I hear some people brilliant. get like faster times in their marathons than they yes. would do if they'd run the whole thing it's... because you run the, the running intervals faster than if you were running yes yeah. well I do I do I mean I was amazed how f- I did five miles two weekends ago and I was amazed um, how fast I was considering I was doing 30 sec- 10 seconds running 30 seconds walking mm. and you also do it from the start so I'll start London Marathon like 10 whatever yeah. ratio I choose to use but I'll be walking yeah. like yeah. within the first mile yeah because so. I've heard people take like half an hour off their marathon time and yeah. stuff with it like, and this, yeah. it, I just think if I well I was never going to run it all anyway but I just think um, it, it would have <laughs> ended in tears I think with London as well if I was doing it, I want to enjoy it. Like, I yeah. wouldn't want to go in... Even if I'd done another marathon before, I wouldn't go, like, oh, I want to get a PB in London. You want to enjoy the atmosphere of yeah. it, surely. Yeah, I think with the amount of people that are at the beginning as well, that's going to slow you down so much. Mm. I don't yeah. think it's kind of worth going for it. Um, I'm not really interested in PBs anyway. I kind yeah. of was a bit more when I started, but now I just think, as long as I get round, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I think maybe that's because I've had a few injuries, and now I'm just happy to be running, yeah. Yeah. you know, whatever, really. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'm doing London and I'm also doing an ultra. <laughs> of course. Wait, join the club. We're both doing this ultra that we yes. just ended. It was a conversation in Starbucks, wasn't it? Was, it was, after parkrun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, after, after running a 5k, we were like, you know what we should do? Run 40 miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 40 miles. Yeah, I know. Um, apparently you can walk and there's no cutoff. That's why I'm doing Boom. it. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping to finish. It starts a week and a half, June. something like that. Is it June? I don't know uh, when it is. Like, like, beginning like the, of June. Beginning it's of June. First of June. Yeah. Think. So I'm aiming to finish mid July. Yeah. Uh, the organisers cool. don't realise this yet. They said no yeah. off. Yeah. Exactly. <coughs> They've exactly. got to wait. So yeah, that that's uh, that's my plan. So why not? Why not? So, well, who are you doing the marathon for? Who are you raising money um, for? For Royal Voluntary Service. So um, most people know them as WRVS, who I actually work for. So Tell us what they do. What, what do. what do? Uh, so do? it's the largest volunteering organisation in the UK and provides a range of support, um, mostly for older people, vulnerable people. Um, and I have got a Just Giving site, which I can't remember what it is. We'll post it We'll for post you. it. Thank <laughs> you. No problem. So that's kind of who he is, just, just a marathon and ultra. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, big marathon deal. and an ultra. Yeah. I might, oh yeah, a bit of parkrun. <laughs> yeah. Parkrun tourism. Oh, a Loch Ness tank, eh? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Um, I was going to, uh, thinking about doing a half marathon in Ghana, but I've decided to do that next year. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Where's this come from? Oh, I, yes. I, I spent some time in Ghana years ago okay. and they do a half in Accra. So um, it's in October, so I think I'm going to do it next year. Yeah, maybe save that one for next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, just slip that one in there as well. Oh, yeah, by the way. By the way, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, well, thank you very much, Liz, for coming on. No, thank, you. Us. thank you. know, you. Obviously, you've helped a lot of people. Let's say you've, got, you've had that perfect journey from doing Couch to 5K yourself yeah. to now letting other people do Couch to 5K, yeah. mm. which has just been fantastic. So you've helped all these new runners, which has yeah. made it really worthwhile. And you get to finish last for, for yeah. people as well. Um, yeah, which is very earnest of you, Stuart. It is. Very pleasant. I don't think you've ever I'm been so nice. pleasant. Um, I still think it's bullshit, though. Running is bullshit, but thank I do you. love it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, it is. That's the whole spirit of the podcast, Yay. really. Encapsulated <laughs> yeah. there. So Amy, what bullshit is coming up for you next? So, it's the usual stuff I say every week. <laughs> Building my mileage back up when I've been ill. I say this every week. This is going to be the same thing I say every week until the ultra happens, because yeah. that's what it's going to be. Building my mileage, it, yeah. mileage up. I've entered a race literally an hour before you came. I entered Reykjavik Marathon. Wait. So the original plan, because I'm going to Iceland anyway, um, around that time. So the original plan was to do the half marathon. I thought... Iceland, you're half, half marathon. marathon. You're not that? going to half Iceland. No, exactly. So... I don't, I don't half arse anything. So I've entered the full with the idea that um, when I'm training for an ultra, well, I would have done the ultra then. Yeah. So I just bang out, you know, a marathon. It'll be nothing. Yeah. So yeah. you're both doing an ultra and a marathon this year. Yeah. So really, it'll be a piece of piss. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. It's all about my. What you doing, Stu? Oh well, I'm, I've only entered one ultra so far. I was going to. I'm going to have to do another ultra now. Yeah. Just to be better. Yeah. Because I'm that petty. Just an ultra. God. <laughs> Two ultras. God. Hobby jogger. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've decided this year, I'm going to sort my ass out this year at last. I've basically been a bit injured for over two years now. I'm really bored of it. We're so all I've... bored of it, Stuart. I know. Your ass and your nipples, I don't tell you. <laughs> my nipples are right at the moment, actually. Look, uh, just, he's he's just shown me his nipples. Uh, see, they're right put your nipples away, please. <laughs> but they're all right at the moment. I can show you my ass as well. I don't want to see your ass, mate. I got a sports massage the other day and I laid down and he literally just poked at the top of my hamstring. I was like, yeah, that's it. He goes, yeah, I can see it. And I thought, that's probably a bad sign, isn't it? What, was it sticking out? Apparently so, yeah. He could see exactly where it was. So, yeah. So I'm just sick of having my ass bad. So I'm actually going to sort my ass out. I've gone, I've been going to a gym and everything. It's weird and disgusting and horrible. But I've been going, just doing a small set, not going mad. And I'm going to, I'm going to sort it out this year. And I'll, then I'll, I'll just send you something else then. So it'd probably be a waste of time. Thank <laughs> you. If you want to get in contact with the show, please, please do, because uh, it fills up time for us and it makes it easier to do. Tweet us at runningisbs. Find us on Facebook with Running Is Bullshit or email runningisbull at gmail.com. Uh, we like the longer form stuff. Uh, as Emma from Gibraltar, international listeners. Yes. Um, and actually, uh, Emma McRae tweeted us. She's in New Zealand. So we've got listeners everywhere. Yeah, if you're if you are an international listener, get in touch and tell us where you're listening from, what tea you're drinking. Yeah, and maybe something about running. Maybe, yeah, if you want. yeah. <laughs> but we like hearing from you. We like having if you want to have a good rant on email. Apparently, asking us questions is a thing that people do now as well. Yeah, ask us advice, but just know that don't we, expect advice. Yeah, we yeah. don't know anything about anything, so but we'll give it a go. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably. See you later. Bye.
It's bullshit running news. This is a western like country theme. Running through cornfields, looking at chickens, thinking about news. <laughs>